I'm Esther Medina, and this is Una Conversación. Say hello to Kat, otherwise known as your new bestie and creator of Mujeres in Charge, a Latin community built to break the mental health stigma in Latino culture. In this episode, Kat opens up about her younger years, how she tackles her own mental health, and we share a candid moment about adult friendships. Kat, can I call you that? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Una Conversación. Welcome to the couch. Thank you. I love a couch. It's comfy. Like, I wish that I could have this for every interview, but it's Especially fun. the short ones, because we're short. So, like, we're not, we don't have our feet things. That is so <laughs> true. So relatable with short girl problems. <laughs> Kat, thank you so much for being here. Um, for those of you watching and listening, Kat is the amazing founder of a very cool and inspiring women's group here in Toronto called Mujeres in Charge. And you know, Kat, I've been following you on social media and your energy, it's just so contagious and warm Thank and you. welcoming. <laughs> and it makes me so happy to see you're exactly the same, like what I imagined you to be, meeting you here now in person. Um, I wanted to just ask you a bit like about that confidence and that strength. And I think things like that can go back to childhood. So I was just wondering, like, what were you like growing up? What was your childhood like? Um, I definitely didn't have the confidence. I think it went back and forth. So like when I was little, I was pretty loud and talked a lot and everyone was like, oh my God, stop talking. So that's something I've always done. And I think I was pretty outgoing. And then until I got to like, probably like grade seven or eight um and then it kind of went downhill like I had a lot of bullying <laughs> like okay. it was really bad and that kind of killed it for me to be honest I had like really rough like I dropped out of school it was no it was brutal in grade seven no I went to high school um but after that I didn't I like finished online and stuff because I just couldn't do it along with just a lot of other stuff like I had heart surgery mm -hmm. when I was in grade nine Wow. So I essentially got held back a grade because of the way the school was. Um, mm. I missed so much. I wasn't able to catch up. We didn't have semesters. We had everything at once, like day one, day two. So, oh, yes. So I lost a whole year and it just made it worse. I didn't have that confidence. I kind of lost it a lot. And I think it was after high school, like ever since then I started um, I got a fake ID pretty young, started going out <laughs> clubbing. And I think that kind of brought me back to like life. I had, uh, I did a lot in like the, the nightclub industry. I was always out and about. And I think that kind of brought my confidence back, to be honest. That gave you the community you were looking yeah. for. Yeah, <laughs> weirdly enough. For so yeah. long. Wow. Honestly, I feel like getting bullied at that age and in those grades, those are such formative years and like, I think about like my elementary school experience, I had my share of bullying and it's hilarious now when I think of the people that used to roast me for my mustache. <laughs> Y'all are all snakes, but neither here nor there. Um, the point is, I just remember that feeling of feeling small and it's like to go through that and then also like not have friends to help you through that, especially as a girl. That, that you carry that with you, right? How were you able to make friends as you matured and grew up a little more? Well, it's funny you say that, like not having the friends, because it was girls. It was a lot, it was 
mostly girls who did the bullying, right? Um, and it kind of goes back, like you, you know, I, I'll post videos, especially on like TikTok where everyone, you know, can be a keyboard warrior. And it's a lot of women putting each other down and I'm like, wh why? So, I mean, what, wh how was I able to make friends? I, I did make some because I got held back a year and I made some of like my best friend I made through that. Oh. Um, and then, you know, I just met a lot of people actually through going out. I started working um, promo events. So I would work for a lot of like liquor brands and that made me outgoing because my job was literally to sell the brand, right? To take pictures, to go to fun events like Veld and all that stuff. So it was really cool. So, cool. so that kind of pushed me outside my comfort. And I actually made some of like my longest friends through that community. Um, I always laugh with them because I'm like, we were like the OG influencers. There was no TikTok, there was none of that. We were literally selling you the product by like yeah. being outgoing and doing that type of stuff, yeah. So it sounds like you partied a lot <laughs> and lived yeah. your best life. And then COVID hit. Yeah. Um, How was that switch up for you when everything shut down? So I had kind of slowed down all that. I kind of stopped, um, you know, the brand ambassador, the promo work. I like 25 and I was like, okay, I need to have like a real career, but I had already formed those friendships, right? So it was a lot easier. I had got my confidence, it was easier, but COVID was bad. I remember when they're like, we're shutting down for two weeks. I was like, two weeks? I was like, what am I gonna do? And they're like, you can't be in like crowded rooms. And I was like, I live for that. So like, while everyone was like thriving and they're just like, it's so good and like nothing changed for some people like my husband loved it right he's like it's fine and then there was me i was going insane like i remember when it started getting a little better i was like guys we have to get together like i don't care if i get a ticket like we all have to get together because it was it was super hard yeah so i feel like so many people went through that with like unstable home lives like I, like i'll be honest like fortunately i didn't have to deal with a situation where like I was uncomfortable being home. Like I had a roof over my head and a safe environment to be in. I had a remote job at the time. I had that security that so many people didn't have. Yeah. So I will say in that instance, I was very blessed and I was grateful to have what I had at the time. But I do think that like a lot of people were, were lonely and now we're in 2023 and I feel like there are residual effects, especially on the mental health side. Also, I, I find it so cool that like you created your group and I know it, it's a newer group and it's still growing exponentially. In creating your group, have you come across women who have shared with you that like they struggled during that time? I just feel like it couldn't have come at a better time because this is what people need after so many years of isolation, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I was, you know, working remotely. I was in a good place too. But just because I'm such an extrovert, like I'm a very social person, it was the aspect of like not going to brunch, not doing that, which like people were like, there's so much else going on in the world. I'm like, I get it. But for my own sanity, like I need to like see people. Um, but yeah, the group is pretty new. Like it was just, I started in February. Um, and that is one of like the best things. I get these messages um, and they share their stories and it's so nice. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, am I doing something? Like, you know, you, you get imposter syndrome because I get all these wonderful messages from people. And like I post like when like even today I posted, I was like, I'm having a bad day. And like, I'll post it because I don't just want to post like all the great fun events because those are fun. But I don't want to lose sight of what the group was really created for. So you started in February. What was going on at that time that made you think like, I have this idea and I think now is the time to start this. 
Yeah, so I was struggling. Like, well, I've been struggling for years with my <clears throat> mental health, but I didn't start therapy until, like, not too long ago, like, probably, like, late last year. Um, and then also I'm early 30s, so I find all my friendships have changed. Like, everyone is a very different stage in life. I have friends having kids. I have friends who are just having their first, you know, like, relationship. Everyone is so different, so life has changed, right? And I still felt like, well, I'm not, I'm not ready to have kids. I'm not ready to let go of that, like, freedom and just do whatever I want. So it got really lonely um, because, of course, I always touch base and I have my friends, but things change, right? Like, they, we can't do what we used to do, like, two, three years ago. And I love hosting events. Like, I just love doing that. Like, my love language is, like, having little parties and gift giving and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let me see what I can do to bring women together. Um, and it was, like, super last minute. I kind of threw the event. I always have a Galentine's Day event. Um, and this time I had my friend who... Um, is from Guatemala and she was like just do it and I was like I don't know and she's like just do it so it, her name's Iskra she really pushed me and she's like I'm just throwing your group out there and I'm just gonna start adding people so she's the one who started tagging everyone <laughs> and I wasn't even ready to go uh, live with the group and I was like well I have no option now so we had a couple of girls come out it was small um, but it was really fun and I saw like okay this is you know making a difference they had a lot of fun so I was like let's try and go a little bit bigger let's do something else and still always incorporating the the small business owners and Latin women. So like the next event was at a Spanish restaurant um, and it was a Latina who was teaching us how to do a paint day. So we had mimosas and all that. I love my mimosas. I try to like incorporate them into everything. So at your events and in the community of Mujeres in Charge, is your goal to bring more exposure, more eyes to these businesses? Or is your focus more like the mental health aspect? Or actually, maybe you can tell me how, do, how does that all tie together? Yeah, I mean, it's about everything, right? Because I think a lot of people having small businesses, it can, it can be really hard mentally, right? You're struggling, you're, it's hard. Even me running the group, like I'm a one woman show, it can get really hard to like, you know, try and coordinate posts and do things like that. So it is about bringing women together, highlighting their business, especially supporting, because like I said, I found that's what I lacked when I was younger was that support from other women. So that's what I try to do, but bringing um, just women together, making friends, I feel like everyone, who goes to the events they understand what the group stands for and they all want the same purpose they're all there for the same reason so it's really nice to see them actually make friends and they don't feel judged so you know I have people who are making friends and if they're going through a tough time they feel they can talk to that person they met because they've gone through similar situations and a lot of the times actually today I was talking to someone and she's like sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger than someone you know right because a lot of the times I find people, even with me, they don't see the growth you've had. Mm. They just see you as, you know, the person they saw when they met you. So <clears throat> that's happened to me. And I'm like, there's been change. But sometimes your friends, through no fault of their own, they don't see that change. It could be with family. They don't see the growth you've had. Whereas you meeting new people, they're going to clap for you. They're going to, you know, just be there for you. So I think that's what's helped. And I try to keep the event small so it's not overwhelming because it can be scary, right? Like you're there and it's like out of your comfort and you're trying to meet new people, but it can be weird in the beginning. So, you know, when it starts, sometimes the women are a little bit more quiet. And as the time goes on, they're always the one thing they'll always do is exchange their Instagrams. And yeah. um, no, I love what you said about the being able to confide in a stranger more than someone you know. And like, here's the thing, at the end of the day, talking to a stranger, sometimes it's refreshing because they don't have this preconceived judgment of you or of who you were. And I think that's the tricky part 
when confiding in a friend. Obviously, if you are blessed enough to have a healthy friendship with someone, they won't judge you and they'll separate the two, the person you were with the person you are, right? But like, we're humans and oftentimes, you know, a friend might not be able to get past the person you were and like, you know, you'll be thriving and doing amazing. They'll be like, well, this can't be because you're this person and you did this and you used to do this. There's no way that you could be doing X, Y, and Z because you're this person, you know, and it's hard for them to get past that. So can totally understand why it's like even scarier to like confide in a friend versus a stranger at times. I think it's nice to have like an unbiased opinion yeah. of a stranger. And I'm sure that's like what a lot of people in your group experience too when they meet these new women who will not judge them when they share when they share something or open up. Kat, you mentioned that you started therapy last year? Yeah. Did you find that it took courage for you to begin that process? So it did. Therapy has been pretty natural for me just because it's all about talking and I talk a lot. <laughs> but finding the right therapist, mm. that's the hard part. Let's talk about that. How was <laughs> that journey? It was hard. So the first one I had, it was just, just not a right fit, right? It has to be a good fit because some people specialize in certain things and then sometimes just personalities clash, right? So I found with my first one, one she was like rushing me it felt like it was our first appointment and she was just like you know you have to forgive the people that wronged you and I'm like okay but I'm barely at age like six like there's so much more for me to tell you <laughs> so that didn't work you know I had another one she felt a little bit junior and she was just kind of like rushing me to pay like it's not even over and she's like oh okay you know and I was like okay like so it took some trial and error and then i found a really good one um i really like her it feels more like talking to a friend who is giving me advice that i can really trust right they're not doing it just to kind of make me happy mm. um but they're still even if it's blunt advice they're doing it in a kind way so that took a lot and finally finding someone has been has been really nice right i am able to talk to her even if i'm having a bad day sometimes you know i haven't been going as much to therapy because life happens um but if something goes wrong i can like message her and i'm like okay we need to like hop on a call so i can feel better again i feel like people struggle to go to therapy or even get the process started because like a lot of things in ontario i feel like things can feel inaccessible so for those that haven't begun this chapter yet and would like to where would you recommend someone start so yeah so i did the quick google searches um it'll lead you to some but there are websites that kind of give you a lot of reviews you get a chance to talk to them and then one of the great things is a lot of them offer consults so like a 15 minute chat because then they'll also see if they're a fit for mm. you um now there's a lot of ways for the group um we did I did manage to get with a virtual company to get a month of therapy free virtually for any of the women interested. Yeah, so that was one of the first things I accomplished, like probably four months in. So I was really proud of that. So we have, I think last time I checked, I can't see the names. It's obviously all private, but I saw that I think we were at like 50 women that had joined. And after the month, they get to keep going, you know, at a discounted rate. So that's, I think, a really good introductory place. Um, you know, if they, they want to go into some deeper stuff, sometimes they move on. And I'm also working on, I've met about three or four that are Spanish speaking. They're Latina like therapists. Oh. So I'm trying to get the website together so 
I can put all their info there and put just a list of resources, right? Whether they wanna try the virtual one or whether they wanna meet in person or do virtually, but with someone who speaks Spanish and it might be easier for them to kind of understand the background. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel more comfortable with that. So I'm trying to get as many resources as I can for that. And, you know, working with businesses too, cause you know, there's, there's so much more to mental health. It's not just the therapy, but there's aspects of feeling better physically, mm. you know, working out, which I should probably do more cause I'm so lazy, <laughs> but just things like that. So working with companies that might be able to provide discounts for the women and just making it more accessible. Cause I think that's the hardest part of anything yes. with mental health is we're not that accessible in, in, Canada. I think that what I love so much about you sharing your journey so boldly um, and honestly online is that you are bringing to attention the fact that this is a stigma, not just like everywhere, but also specifically within the Latino community. And I just wanted to ask you and kind of get a little more into like why it's so important for you to break the stigma because you could have just gone to therapy and just gone on your journey and like you didn't have to share your truth with the world but it is clear that this is the message you want to share and I would love to know why that's so important to you. It was so hard for me because I had no sort of resources and I feel like we can fix the next generation, we can make it better, we can make it easier because I had some really difficult like dark times and i had no one to you know look there's a lot of people out there and it's like body positivity and i get that that's great too but what about that positivity about your mind there's mm -hmm. so much more to it and it's something that people don't like to talk to and it's funny because i you know with getting more followers and getting more people also comes the criticism right which i'm so bad i'm like don't read the comments don't read the comments because you're gonna get some mean ones and it was actually further proving my point because some people were like oh back in my day you got la chancla and like no time for this or they like did not. yeah so i i saw some comments like that or people saying like oh my god everyone's so sensitive nowadays or or you know you want to get hooked on just drugs and opioids and i'm like that's not how this works <laughs> like it's for zero to a hundred exactly me. like they don't understand and i'm like you guys are just further proving my point which you know after I get over the the mean comments I start to think about it and I'm like you know what like this is why I have to do it more to educate people because they're just proving my point right it's hard like you see that people say that and they're like oh you just go out and do something you'll feel better I'm like it's not that simple like I can't physically get out of bed and I'm not saying like not everyone has to go on medication therapy is great certain conditions like yes they have to be treated because certain things like I have to take meds like I unfortunately no matter how much therapy there's an imbalance that I need my mood stabilized but I'm not taking drugs that I'm gonna get hooked on which I think is a you know part of the stigma people think like you're gonna get addicted which is why I put it off for so long because through no fault of my family they didn't understand it either so they thought okay you're getting on meds you're gonna get addicted like we don't want you to do that so they're looking out for me but they didn't know the facts which is what I'm trying to change is people learning that and i've had older women saying like okay i'm learning about it you know i'm talking to my daughter i feel better seeing this and not just being so close-minded about it how do you feel that you broke the ice with your family because as you mentioned they were like you're not doing this obviously the intention is to look out for you but in reality this is something you needed so how did you break that ice and kind of finally get them to understand like this is not a bad thing this is actually working for me or are you still in the process of getting them to understand a little bit of both so I think it got to the point where I was just like 
I've always been kind of like their baby. So mm -hmm. I didn't want to break their heart, but I got to the point where I was just like, okay, this is what's happening. And whether you like it or not, I'm going to do it. Like I have to. And I still have people, like I have family members where they're like, oh my God, like some of your posts are so depressing. Like do something else. And I'm like, okay, then don't follow me. You don't get it. Um, and I'm hoping they will one day, but I kind of had to stop caring too, right? And just do it for myself. If you could give yourself advice back at the beginning of your mental health journey, what would you say? I would have wanted to seek help sooner. Wow, really? Yeah. Like, how much sooner? Like, like years? Yeah. That's crazy because I feel like, I feel like a lot of people feel that way. And it's like, I'm so happy you're using your platform to build, to build this community and bring awareness because at the end of the day, you could be saving people so many years of unnecessary pain and hurt because you've given them the courage to say, oh, this might not be as hard as I think or the resources are there. It's dealing with it in toxic ways, which I did too. Like I loved going out. I still love going out, you know, but sometimes was I doing it for the right reason? I wasn't doing it to go and have fun. I was doing it to distract myself, you know, to kind of like self fix whatever I thought was wrong, which mm -hmm. the next day it was back. <laughs> you know, it was only a few hours that it was gone. So yeah, if I think if I had help sooner, it would have made it easier. I think the journey is really long. Um, I don't think you ever kind of stop healing and getting better but slowly day by day right i really appreciate you opening up and sharing that part of you with me for sharing what you do on the internet because you are making a change and ignore the haters <laughs> they will always be there but it's just yeah. you're doing something right <laughs> who are you when you're not doing all this incredible stuff for Mujer is in charge. What does Kat like to do in her spare time? I have three dogs, um, <laughs> three little yappy dogs. One's a chihuahua <laughs> um, and two of them are rescues. So I love animals and then I love brunch. Like I literally love brunching. So like it's my personality. Yes, like literally <laughs> finding new brunch places yeah. is what I do. <laughs> well, I'm so happy you said that because I have a cute little game that I think will be perfect for the brunch queen. Okay. <laughs> it's a this or that a brunch edition. Okay. So, is Kat a coffee or a mimosa girl? Oh, I mean, if I'm out for brunch, mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> Always mimosa. Is she a savory or salty breakfast kind of girly? Definitely salty. Yeah, same. Okay, see, here's the thing. Um, when I found out you were from Guatemala, I was like, I'm from El Salvador, but I married a Guatemalan. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I hold that dear in my heart. And like one thing, I'm sorry, I don't care who wants to come for me. One thing Central America and a lot of other countries in the world, but in this instance, Central America has got right, is the savory breakfast. Like I'm always here for a savory breakfast and like a little platano, which is like yes. the sweet Platanos, part. Platanos, frijoles, I Yeah, <laughs> I just need the savory. I can't just do the sweet, so. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Do you like a bottomless brunch or a budget brunch? Always bottomless. <laughs> you have to do it right. If you're going for brunch, we're doing bottomless. Okay, okay, fair, fair. When picking a brunch destination, are we doing rooftop or an aesthetic interior? Definitely rooftop if I can. Okay, yeah. even in the winter? <laughs> I mean, we don't have any here, sadly. But I mean, if it was possible, I'd be all for it. I'm going to Miami this weekend and I've already found like rooftops. I'm like, we're going there. <laughs> Girl, I'm so jealous of you. Please have all the mimosas for me. What's your favorite brunch spot in Toronto? 
Um, I really like Aretta. Okay. Yeah, but Marked is also great. So it's between those two. I've yet to try either of those places, so thank you very much. I'll take you. <laughs> You heard it here first. Kat, thank you so much for being here. Before you go, I would love for you to share with our viewers and listeners um, where they can follow you and what events you have coming out next. Please, yeah, shamelessly so. plug away. <laughs> we have, um, so it's Mujeres in Charge at, um, on Instagram. That's the only place we really are right now. And our next event, so I'm actually hosting one November 18th, a mini one for the women's shelter where we're collecting items. So I figured I'd do that for my birthday. Um, I have the place all day, so I was like, let's do something. And then we have our last one of the year, which is a cocktail making class. So that's on December 9th, and they actually are both sold out. So I'm so grateful for that yeah <laughs> oh my god that's it okay so that means that anyone who's listening anyone who's watching <laughs> y'all need to get on it and follow her because these events are intimate they do sell out so don't miss out on your opportunities <laughs> yes. I really thank appreciate you. you being no, here. Thank you for having You're me. You're so beautiful inside thank and out. Thank you. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what you do next. I will be following your journey. Yes, and I gotta get you to the next event. I know. <laughs> I wanna make cocktails. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for being here, love. And thank you all for tuning in and listening to this episode of Una Conversacion. See you in the next one. Bye. Always gonna have a hair tie on my wrist. Same. Until the day I die. You have Always, one too? yep. <laughs> Although I didn't have one at the spa, and I was like, the one time I need one, I'm asking Bro, everyone, I'm like, do course. you have an extra hair tie? When you need a hair tie, it's not there.